I'm gonna start it off. Really excited to have the show. Uh, Jamie Anderson is here on the Obi and Ak show. She is, you know, female snowboarder goddess, the first female snowboarder to win more than one gold medal for America. So, Jamie, thank you for thank being you. on. <laughs> thank you, guys. It's so nice to finally connect. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I I appreciate it. Thank you so much. How do you how did you know each other? That's that's what I wanted to get in like right away. I'll let you take that, Jamie. Yeah, we met just this last summer. You were up in Whistler visiting Bushy and Dex knows this dog food, which I think you're helping them work. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, we did a fun boat day out on Green Lake, which is like the small local lake in Whistler. And it was really fun. Did a little lake surfing. I think we brought our barbecue and just some food. And it was amazing. Yeah, we had a great time. And, um, yeah, it was, I remember uh, they took me down. The, cause those guys are like the monster guys. You know, they took me yeah, down Whistler. Yeah. I think you went right to like flying or. Yeah, we went. That. Yeah, we went flying and I uh, had the mountain bike, um, uh, mountain bike down Whistler. And I hadn't mountain biked in a subdivision before. Yeah. The <laughs> so, mountain biking around here is awesome. It's an, it was great. Local and we did one ride and midweek super hot still kind of a lot of people yeah and yesterday tyler's like let's go for a ride and i'm kind of feeling lazy but i'm like all right let's do it and tyler uh here in whistler yeah Yeah, tyler and the air is so clean and we just ride from our neighborhood and alpine and just go up the mountain and this feels so good to get out and get active. It's amazing. And I know Jamie's other half is actually on the Canadian Olympic snowboard team. Tyler Nicholson. Amazing. So, uh, which is also a great, great guy. Um, everybody there was, uh, we had such a great day. Uh, thanks for having me on your boat again. It was amazing. Oh, anytime. And I just sure. mentioned, I uh, Jamie had brought a, she knows I, um, I'm, a, I'm a golfer. I'm, te- I'm terrible at it, but I still uh, golf. So I call myself a golfer, but. Jamie had found a golf ball in the little forest on the island there and gave it to me. And I found it in uh, my um, suitcase when I came back to uh, to Toronto. So I will not use it. It is my first job as a kid, collecting golf balls and selling them at amazing. our local golf course. Where was that? In Tahoe? Where you grew up? In Tahoe. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. So I guess yeah. we'll start by, I just want to find out a little bit about, you know, you growing up. Um you know, what was it like growing up and, and how did the, how did the snowboarding start? You're two time, two time gold medalist for team USA. Um, you're considered probably the best snowboarder that ever lived, female snowboarder that ever lived, especially in my mind. And, um, yeah, like how did it all start and what was growing up like? Um, yeah, I have a pretty unique, uh, life experience. I'm one of eight kids. We all grew up just outside of Tahoe in a little community called Myers. My dad's from California originally, and my mom's from Vermont. And they just loved the mountains and adventure and outdoors and chose to have a big family. My family has always been really, like, all about family first and kind of looking out for each other. And my mom got her degree to be a teacher, but she didn't really like the school system, just with, like, how much kids really need fresh air and exercise and being outside. So she chose to homeschool us, which was really fun because we got to be active and be outside all the time and kind of do school secondary, which is at the time, I'm sure there's a lot of judgment, but she didn't really care so much about criteria. And if we could read at six years old, she more cared about like us 
learning how to build our character and like get along with each other and like be a positive role in our society. Clearly shows though. Yeah. You're so laid back. You're like, I already feel it. I'm like, yeah. so cool. It's so funny because now like all the fancy like Waldorf schools and such are like taking this more laid back approach to like let kids find their passion before you like drill them with schoolwork and yeah all that chaos but through our homeschool we did like art class and gymnastics and there was our gymnastics teacher who had a daughter around my sisters and my age and she also worked at our local mountains here at tahoe and i had only gone skiing one time because obviously a big family skiing and snowboarding is such a luxury sport yeah yeah and she ended up donating snowboard gear goggles everything to my two older sisters and she also like got them on the team at the mountain so that was kind of how we got into sports and then shortly after i got their hand-me-downs and i was nine years old and i started snowboarding and competing right away and just legit fell in love with it the only sport i really did before that was bmx racing Mm. and i really liked that it was fun and I just raced with all the boys because there wasn't a girl category at the time. And growing up, I was a super tomboy. I always hung out with the boys. And I think that's what helped my progression in snowboarding was always tagging along the boys and trying to like do different tricks and hit all the big jumps and crashing, but kind of having to like be tough. Yeah. And yeah, now most of, my sis, I'm. There's five sisters and two brothers, and we're all still really close from amazing. 21 to 36. And some of my sisters are having kids now, and it's just been. It's kind of a trip to flash back on like where we came from. And my dad was a firefighter and worked really hard, and my mom got to be a stay-at-home mom, and she also had a lawn care business that we all helped her with. So we'd all kind of hustle and like save money and she was also really passionate about whole food and like she wanted to have a lot of healthy kids so she cared a lot about nutrition and we were pretty much plant-based for like most of my childhood she kind of was more lenient as we got older and would do like eggs and never milk i always had soy milk and rice which i didn't like but now that i flash back i'm like (laughs) <laughs> and I also think, how the hell did you afford it? Because eating organic whole food, oh yeah, is such a privilege. And she ordered from this co-op. It was called Mountain Mountain Warehouse or Mountain Goods. And she'd order. You have to do five hundred dollars worth, and she'd order a big crate of food. And we'd get all our neighbors and people in the community would call in orders of like bulk food. I see. So yeah, it's kind of our job in the house to like make these orders and then we'd get the shipment and separate it in our garage. And now that I look back, I'm like, we were pretty much running like an underground health food. Store. Oh yeah. It's like, that's like a Costco before Costco, <laughs> <laughs> like the cleanest oh, Costco you could yeah, think I don't of. Know. She was just so good at life. And I was the pickiest eater. I didn't really like anything healthy. I just wanted wow. like ramen and French fries and <laughs> what a kid would want you know but so you you eat clean you know you live the outdoors life you know in in your childhood but i think what everybody does see underneath that is like you're still like a monster in in you know in what you do you know you you hung out with the boys and i kind of want to touch in upon that you know it's obviously a male dominated sport but since you've kind of 
you opened, I personally think you've opened the way for a lot of other female snowboarders by making that, you know, that, that uh, leap to the gap of going, you know, first time a female snowboard snowboarder has ever won that many gold medalists before. And I just want to ask you, how do you think things have changed since that moment for the industry, especially for females? Uh, and how do you think uh, the sport is now? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse in terms of the divide between male and female? Great question. Yeah, growing up, it was a very, very male-dominated sport. Like, there wasn't much competition. And I had a couple of role models, like Tara Dehedis and Eric Christie and some women I looked up to, but it was very male-dominated. And now, like in the last, I would say, since 2014, my first Olympic experience, the level of women snowboarding has just skyrocketed. There's been, I think, for sure, like being the forefront of it and being able to inspire young girls that like we can do anything. You don't have to like limit yourself or like put yeah. yourself down just because you're a female. Like I try to remind women all the time that we are fucking awesome and yeah. you have to be yourselves more. And we have so many positive strengths and intuition power and like. I think any one of us, it's like mind over matter. If we can believe something, we can do it. And I yeah. have fans and girls come up to me all the time and like remind me how much they appreciate what I share and even like the good, the bad, the yeah. happy. And the bad. How and does that feel? Like, how do you feel when you get that back? It's nice. Yeah. I'm always like super humbled and grateful that I get to just do me and try to like follow my own path and that by doing that, and without trying to preach or without trying to tell course, anyone yeah. the right way, it's like people are inspired. And I think that's how yeah. I want to live my life is like live through example. I don't want to sure. try to do anything except for be my own best version of myself. Yeah. These people are stoked. Hell yeah. If they're not. That's exactly. okay too. Right. Has anybody specifically touched you? I and mean, all the, all the, all the women, you know, any men that came up to you that, you know, have said anything that really, you know, made you remember that or, or you took that, that into stuck. heart that really stuck. Yeah. A lot of like sincerity, like people that are really real and that to me like always sticks. And I know because I'm a fan of people and I'm usually way too shy to go say hi. <laughs> when people like go out of their way to like approach me and I can tell they're like nervous. It's really like, I respect that. And I know it takes a lot of courage and I think it's awesome. You know, it's funny. I wanted to bring up one of the, um, one of the things that I think you and I connected on is I had, we were on your boat and, um, I, you know, we started talking and, um, I had mentioned, you know, I'm coming up to, you know, I was a little over a year clean at that time. And, you know, it's like, uh, you knew exactly what I meant. And then uh, I'll let you take the floor, but this is how I think you and I connected yeah. and I just, it, you know, we just, we've been yeah, talking ever another, since. Like, I think huge bonus of my family and growing up is that both my parents were sober and they had a sobriety practice. Um, they were both very alcoholic and crazy. And my mom quit drinking when she was 27 and started yeah. having kids. And I think they smoked weed a little bit more, but they both have been, sober for gosh like 35 years now okay, wow. and so all of my childhood growing up I had really good role models of people that were actually of course they had their moments and having eight kids I'm sure wasn't anywhere near yeah. easy, but at least they were like grounded and clear yeah. and I had a lot of friends and their parents would have addiction or 
craziness and like I just like saw a lot of different stories and it just made me really grateful that my parents like did that for themselves but also for all of us and even since I was a little kid I would like always go to meetings with my mom and like listen to stories which strap on your seatbelt 10 year old but it was cool (laughs) like all of that stuff I know I have alcoholism in my blood and all of my family does. So I think um, it's just good to be mindful and aware and know that there is tools out there if or when you need it, yeah. if it's calling to you. And I've kind of dabbled with sobriety through a lot of my life. And I haven't been totally like perfect on it, but I try to just be aware. And when I am getting a little bit too crazy and, Tequila Louise all summer, mm-hmm. like so. I just try to like bring it back a notch and remember. I really love the big book and like a lot of the teaching yeah. and a lot of like all the steps are just really good practices in life. Yeah. And I think that's why I admire my mom so much, and we have such a good relationship because she's really like such a genuine amazing woman and human and she's spiritual and she's grounded and she's content and she's constantly doing the work and finding new avenues of like i mean essentially it's like every single one of us are just trying to feel good in life yeah and there's tons of hiccups that we all deal with but it's a matter of like having good tools in yourself that you can overcome things that happen now, I, I do have a question, though, and you're actually the only person that can answer this here. If you're going to compare is battling sobriety versus training for the Olympics, tell us about how hard which one is and, you know, one's emotionally. I bet they're both mentally, you know, challenging, you know, to deal with. And if you ever compare it just for people who, you know, aren't in that situation, how could you compare the two? Gosh, I think like training for the Olympics. For me, balancing my work schedule and like lots of cool opportunities, I was so stressed and overwhelmed, but I really wanted my body to feel good. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't using anything. So I was really having to like do the work and like filter out all my stresses and anxiety and, you know, all the like mental chaos that comes with being a huge athlete. But I've always found my peace and my like feeling in nature and when I'm feeling disconnected or uneasy or sad I can almost always like flip my mood by like going on a walk in the forest or even if it's a park in a city yeah and I've always been a writer I journal Mm. pretty often and that's also been like a good natural way for me to like work on my mental health without having to go to like a therapist or a sports site yeah. Kind of always like just written to myself or to my higher power or to, you know, something to remember that I'm not alone and everyone struggles and has their moments. But, you know, even if it's like reading something good on Instagram or following positive pages that yeah. give you something versus take something. And I've been trying to organize that with all the stimulants around us. I try to put out what I want and also take in like positive affirmations and good tools that can help me. That's amazing. I think one of the, you know, one of the things that, you know, I think, um, that I noticed about you that I really respected, 
right away. It was just the ability to be down to earth, you know, and not, not get too high, not get too low. You know, you've got that, that calm, cool coolness about you, but you also have that competitive nature. I watched you do some of those, um, you know, some of those, uh, underwater carrying rocks and doing poses where I'm pretty sure um, I've only seen Emily Rose get into some of those uh, yoga positions. Um, It's unbelievable. You're such a competitor and you're still so grounded and it's just, it's, it's just incredible to, you know, it's amazing to know you. And um, you know, I, I'm grateful. I got to keep it grounded. I'm up in the sky and it might uh, have to too much. So when I can, yeah, Bring it down. And yeah. for sure, I have my moments of chaos, and I'm just as human as anyone else on the planet. But I think a big part of like anything we all deal with is like being able to recognize it, and that's the first step of like healing. It's like recognizing something, even in yourself. You don't have to talk about it. Yeah. And then like thinking about um, self-aware. Uh, yeah, being aware of it and then letting yeah. change come and not forcing it, but just like, feel like that's the first big thing. Yeah. And even like last month, I really wanted to do, I'm not like, well, I guess I am a kind of big drinker, but I, I wouldn't say I'm like a crazy drinker. I feel like. No, I'll take that. You can take moderate. I'll take that one. Anyone can quit for a little bit, but no one can stay quit. It's the short trajectory, right? That is, yeah. I don't have that big of a problem quitting for a little while, but it's like, it is really challenging to do it long term, especially like I kind of make excuses of snowboarding. It's so engraved in our sport and it's such a rock star party Mm -hmm. sport and I get paid to go to so many engagements and it's always like wine and champagne and meet and greet. And yeah. I can easily drink bubbly water and be content and happy. Yeah. You just have to like, like anything in life. It's like, if you want to be vegetarian, you just have to make choices to do that. That's and exactly it's right. Challenging or you have temptations, but I don't know. It's just kind of a, what do they say? One day at a time. And That's so much and and you and I talked earlier today even and I was saying you know um almost almost a couple of years now I I quit you know any recreational drugs all alcohol cigarettes just quit it all and uh you're pretty impressed the fact that I even got to almost a couple of years you know I think it well, it's, it's not easy you know <laughs> something like that but it is day by day remind myself when I like try to get sober or I'm like doing whatever, like reminding myself to fill myself with other things that are good, like more mindfulness or like, yeah, if I'm like, whatever, I really love yoga. That's like my peace of mind. Or like, I like to burn a little bit of like Palo Santo or incense, and it's kind of like just a good way to like clear your energy, keep yourself, you also awesome. like to dance a little bit too. Yeah. Oh, I she's see. a dancer. She was dancing up a storm on the boat. Well, I saw, okay. Well, I and you singing, told me that singing and dancing, and you went on Dancing with the Stars too. That's what mm-hmm. I, yes, she did. So what's your dance background? I, yeah, I did it for so He's long. A so, I just want to know. I'm always interested. <laughs> stars was really hard because i'm a free dancer yeah yeah so i got given like a waltz which is for like <laughs> oh yeah old people and <laughs> it was honestly not the best experience for me dancing is really really hard yeah. and it yeah. was a really big challenge for me especially like 
right after a big contest here in the Olympics and I was running around doing media. So I wasn't really in one place like practicing. We were in Canada and Norway and Europe and then back to LA. You have like two weeks to learn a pretty hard band. Yeah. Um, but it was so fun. I wish I actually stayed on more, but I think I was like energetically pretty Pretty much wanted to go back to the forest and lay low. Yeah, when I was seeing all the clips that you had on on Ellen of you just like, you know, dancing through the Olympics and doing your thing, I was like, yes, this is like, I love this. I love this. I'm so amped to interview her right now. It's like when I went on a Trump show a couple of years ago. And I'm not a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. And especially like with climate change and things that I really am passionate about, I decided to play because it's all charity money. Yeah. And I decided to play for Protect Our Winners. And it was so funny to like be able to stand up being like the youngest person on the show with a bunch of housewives and kind of like random mm-hmm. people to really like be able to stand up for what I believe in and Trump would even say a lot of like disrespectful things and I would always just try to hold my ground and support like the planet because mm-hmm. it's one thing like I don't know just for instance like how precious and valuable clean drinking water is and how every single one of us including myself abuse that resource oh, sure. yeah. just by showering for too long exactly and it's just yeah I think what, what country was it? I think it was it um, somewhere in Australia uh, where they were running out of fresh water, and there was like a D Day as a countdown where they just had no fresh water and the, the way for the groundwater. I just recently watched a documentary on that. Definitely. There's also in uh, Michigan they had that yeah. crisis going on right in their own backyard. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom well now in Vermont, and like they had a dry spell, and her well pretty much went dry, and then it's wow. none of. Oh shit! Like, that's now what? Thing, and then you you know you wait for rain and water to like restore it, but it's definitely a real thing. But it was cool. After the show, I ended up getting fired and whatnot. Raised a little bit of money, but Trump sent a personal check to protect yeah. our winners, which was huge because he obviously talks a lot about how it's all a hoax, but mm-hmm. clearly there's a little support there, which was really inspirational. Well, is he really that orange in person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't sure because I, I know it's a, um, I know it's a strange question, but um, yeah, I just wondered if he. I haven't actually. I don't seen, think that's a strange question. I think that's a very good question. Person, but he looks orange. He looks really orange. Is he orange, orange, or is he like orange light? It's like, like a bunch of. I think just a bunch of makeup. It yeah. Experience. <laughs> I think the shades Cheeto, yeah, Cheeto, Cheeto color. Um, I want to get into something you talked about about a fear you have, fear of heights, from what I hear, and mm-hmm. from the uh, what what's the category called where you go up in the huge helicopter elevator? I think that's it. Where is that? What or, it is? are you talking elevators or like or big air, big air? Oh, big air. Yeah. Oh. It's all scaffolding. Yeah, in terms of like the height thing, I mean, it's interesting. Oh. It's weird because I guess from from a dancing point of view, there's a lot of dancers I know who are self or self conscious or unconfident, and you think it's something that oh, you're naturally just going to be confident because you're dancing and showing your body. And versus snowboarding, you should be okay with heights to somewhat level. But 
you know, how, how do you deal with that and overcome that? Isn't everyone a little bit afraid of heights? I, I don't think know. so. I am I for sure. I think that's like the freaking cliff instead of going too close. But <laughs> I, don't, I was always afraid of heights growing up. Like I didn't like any like deep ledges or whatever, but I've gotten better over the years and I just kind of, I don't know, deal with it day by day. Yeah. yeah. That hopefully those scaffolding things don't fall apart while you're up there. Was, was Sochi really that bad? Um, if, no, I I barely even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love I you, James. So. You're so awesome. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? Um, gosh, I like all kinds of music, but usually hip hop. I like good. Do you like Dre? Hip-hop. Axe's been planning something here, so we're going to see if you can get this. Okay, here we go. I have um, you got this from when you were on Ellen, by the way. It's a sneak play. I just want to see if you're going to be able to complete my lyrics. If anything, sing along with me. Here we go. I'm representing for them gangsters all across the world. (laughs) Hitting them corners and them lolos, girl, still. Taking my time to perfect the beat, and I still got love for the streets. It's the DRE. Okay, I know it, but I can't. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, because we'll I'm meet here. up, and we're going to play it next time. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I like old school hip-hop. I like a lot of the new music now, but gosh, there's so much music. It's pretty, like, saturated. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I like, I like the new new, and I like some oldies. I like some Fleetwood Mac and yeah. like my mom's generation of music, like 60s. It's like really good lyrics and good sounds. Yeah. But usually like when I'm snowboarding, I like to listen to like some gangster shit. You're so cool. This is the most thug shit I've ever just, I just picture just like, it's getting ready and just like some he, hard he NWA. He envisioning this I'm envisioning it. I'm you're ready. getting ready to We're going to direct a Netflix show sometime, Jamie. One day we're going to get on a show. I'm just going to put that out in the universe. And I just want like some hood shit of her. Just like, <laughs> I don't know, whoever it is we pick as the actress. And just like we have a story of a snowboarder. Oh, it's going to be a thing. I'm just like putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> awesome. yeah. I'm going to put out more edits with some good music. There you go. I, I think one of the things too, I think... Um, with all the pressures, you're two-time gold medalist for Team USA. Um, everything's all jokes aside, but um, you know when you get into your mode, it is dangerous up there. There's, you know, you're trying to win a gold medal at the Olympics. Um, there's some serious pressure. You also have sponsors as well. Um, how do you, how do you take all of those different stresses, which all have their own unique levels? How do you deal with them? I don't even freaking know. Grace of God, I think. Maybe. Um, yeah, all of that is so much. Like when I think about sponsors and deals and expectations and all of that, and I just try to like clear it. Like I think yeah. breathing is a really good exercise that I've used for for my whole life, obviously. But yeah. doing certain like pranayama techniques, like alternate nostril breathing which kind of balances out both hemispheres of your brain are like masculine and feminine side mine still works somehow i'm gonna try that and it instantly <laughs> calms your nervous system yeah um sometimes i'll do breath of fire when it's really cold out which is okay. like the quick exhale and the natural 
kind of get in the rhythm and it's really, really, really clear clearing for your third eye and your pineal gland. And if it's cold out, it's like a great way to like um, heat up your internal fire. And I think things like that help me calm down, but gosh, it's a freaking shit show sometimes. I have my moments where I freak out or I fall and then I just want to go like cry, but it's always good for me. I know everything happens for me. And when I can get out of like being a victim and like trust that everything is yeah. happening exactly as it should. And you do yoga too, a ton of yoga. Yep. Yoga is a good thing too, I think. Yeah. And also like, I don't know, keeping it, I always try to tell myself I'm too blessed to be stressed. And I'm yeah. really, really, I've already had so much great success in snowboarding. And even though like my drug and addiction is like competing and the highs and the lows and the energy it takes to be in that present time consciousness. But yeah. I think I have to like clear out all that stuff. Usually try to ask for a little protection and guidance from my spirit guides or whatever I want to yeah. call them and just kind of go with the flow and try to be in that. Om- the only thing that really matters is the exact moment you're in. It's really and gratitude. But yeah, gratitude for sure. That's kind of my go-to whenever I'm feeling, yeah, if the course sucks or everyone's negative, I try could to be worse. Things. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're <laughs> at the Olympics. <laughs> it, could, it could be worse. Yeah. And it could I, be I, way worse. I like journal and I'm talking about whatever my problems are. I'll almost instantly try to go back to gratitude and even just the simple things of like having my health and all my senses and my body that's like yeah. working well and the good people around me. Like all of those can just like change my mood instantly. Yeah. And it's a practice I hope to like only make stronger over the years and only get better as I get older and wiser because life should be enjoyable and i think all of us have the ability to thrive it just takes some Definitely. some effort and putting yourself around good people that are on that same like energy wave yeah no it's an amazing way to look at it i think um you know for me i when i do um you know when i do these interviews with different celebrities athletes and you know s- singers and uh, executives and you know you hear the people that get through things it's about becoming you know comfortable being uncomfortable yeah you know and it's all the same you know you hear the specific trends of people that go down the toilet and then you hear specific trends of people that are successful um you know we just had michelle ramano my my one of my business partners on the show um last week um and then hearing you today um we also had the producer uh, my friend gavin of tragically hit billy talent metric and it's all the same where you know it's our biggest enemies inside our own head yeah totally it's and, how do you get out of that you know, you know how do you fight you kind of have to have some ego yeah but my mom is always like trying to remind me and inspire me to work with your ego but don't let it like be in the driver's seat like yeah. kind of let your ego be co-pilot and let your like heart and your spirit and your true essence carry yeah. you because i'm sure all of us know like there's nothing more unattractive than someone who's totally egotistical oh, yeah. and just like a whole different disconnect i think when you can like bring yourself down and realize that we are all equal and we all have different talents and we all have different opportunities given to us but there's no like 
almost every time I've had a really bad injury or fucked up at a contest, it's because I'm like way too blown out in my ego. In your own head. Well, I think that's why it's great that we're all talking about it. Cause like seeing people in a human way, you know, apart from all the media, you know, especially when the media shows you is this, you know, this killer on the slope. Right. But also when you are interviewed, you know, we find out I'm like most down to earth person I've probably ever met over <laughs> video call and so chill a vibe. And like, same with you, Andy. And it's just, we're all high functioning people, but I think what media doesn't really show sometimes is the humanistic standpoint about it is we're all going through shit. We're all kind of fucked up and talking about is what needs to happen. And, and that exactly. we just have to get over it and just, you know, love ourselves and, you know, just be happy of, you know, where we're at. And, and I think yeah. that's what gets us over the hump. At least it does for me. And I think too, I was, you know, with Jamie, you'll, you'll know this too. And, and, um, more so than anybody is I think people that operate, um, you know, at certain levels that kind of um, embrace uh, and operate on a different level is secretly um, I love chaos and I operate quite well in it and I enjoy entrepreneurship. I enjoy, um, you know, having a big deal with a senior vice president of a billion dollar company. I enjoy that because mm-hmm. it's, it can't be worse than my mom dying or when I went to prison in Mexico or when I went to jail and, uh, you know, Ontario here when I was 20, it can't be worse. You know, it can't be worse. So exactly. That's, that's you right. got punched that's in the right. gut. Now you're just getting flicks in the face. Well, like that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. And I think, you know, like when you, you brought it up, you know, too, is, is when you're growing up, you look at, you know, you're, you're, you were, uh, racing against all the, the, you know, older, older boys. And, um, you know, when you take something like that, those experiences, um, you know, they make you stronger. They turn you into something different. They give you, I think they give you, um, a totally different outlook and it's about raising those bars constantly and, and, uh, and having that inner fight. Right. So I think, um, yeah, uh, you're an inspiration to me and, um, you know, I'm really glad that we met and I consider you a, a friend and, um, you guys are you awesome. Know. I'm so free at the chat. I really enjoy talking about real stuff. Yeah. It's been really amazing. Love and, it. Um, and just yeah. to close up, I want you to put on some spotlight of, you know, some women, uh, in, you know, sports in general that yeah. you, you think are on the come up, you know, um, are doing big things. And I would just love for you to talk to talk about them as we sign off. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I think a big thing for me growing up has been like learning to be inspired by these young fucking gangsters that mm-hmm. are starting to get my ass and do crazy tricks. But like, for instance, little Kokomo, she's like 15 Japanese. And oh, I've heard of her. Insanely talented. Yeah. And also Layla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say her last name. I'm so sorry. Like, Abiyashi. And she just won this event we were in last week. And she's so strong and so talented. And it's been really, really cool to watch. It sometimes intimidates me. And maybe my ego gets a little beat up. But my, like, true self is, like, this is so cool. Like, this is the next generation of, like, powerful women that are starting young and inspiring those around them that we can do anything. And also Anna Gasser, she started snowboarding a lot later, but she's been doing so well the last handful of years, like probably my top competition. And she's Austrian and she's beautiful and she's really talented. And it's been just like such an honor to ride with all these powerful women, young, 
middle age, my age, not middle age, but like middle. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Whatever, but they're all so talented. <laughs> and yeah. on the guy side, like it's been so fun to be able to travel and compete with Tyler, who's been oh, such yeah. an influence in my progression. And yeah. he was kind of the first guy to really believe in me to. He's like, why don't you do a front 10? Why don't you do a double cork? And I was kind of like, really? Like, you think I can? He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you can. And I was kind of like, just having sometimes someone you love and trust believe in you yeah. is what we need to, like, to achieve some goals. And I'm so thankful for our partnership and, like, being able to have each other's back. He's more, like, we're polar opposites, but I think we help bring out the best in each other. Yeah. And it's been really fun to like learn how to just friggin' try to have a healthy relationship. And we yeah. have our highs and our lows, and we have a unique relationship because we're in the same field of work, and we sometimes spend a ton of time together, and then we spend a lot of time apart. But yeah, yeah there's a lot of good people around us, and. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what all these young new girls do. And I'm excited to keep on keeping on and hopefully do my best and yes. the rest. Where's the next, let's you. talk, let's talk about the next uh, Olympics. Where, what do you, what's your preparation? What do you tell me? What's going on? I was going to say my ego gets scared just thinking about going back to an Olympics and like, what if I don't get gold and I got gold at the last two, like, ah, and then I think, okay, that's a crazy thought. Like you need to just enjoy the process. That's fun. I won't go to any event and try to win. I'll go to events and try to ride my best. And like do that. And like the rest is out of my hand. But the next Olympics is 2022 in China. We have the summer Olympics this year, 2020 in Japan, Tokyo. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this winter, I'm going to get back into the contest feed. I worked on a snowboard project last year called Unconditional that's out now on iTunes. Okay. Out. It kind of documents my season last year from uh, Japan, British Columbia, Alaska, and then Tahoe. And I got to narrate it and co-produce it, which was really fun and really inspiring. I want to do more filming, but... This winter, I'm going to get back into the contest circuit, film a bit later in the season. And just, I also run a charity, the Jamie Anderson Foundation, which is to help engage kids with living a healthy and active lifestyle. And especially with mental health and how much support has helped me when I was struggling with a lot of stuff as a kid. And yeah, hopefully doing events around the holidays, like all just back with love. And it's just, I sponsor kids in the middle school and high school to have an opportunity to go ski and snowboard. And my home mountain Sierra, they made passes. My sponsors help us up the gear. And I've raised some money in the last year to help send the kids that are competing and more competitive to nationals. Amazing. And we'll announce this now too because um, you and I have agreed that for the Obi and Axe show, we are, I wanted to have the Jamie Anderson Foundation as our official partner and uh, oh, that's awesome. yeah we uh we're one but it's growing we, and I want to grow more in the yeah future. that's what we're doing all together we're growing yeah, it. we're proud to, to have it on and um if you can share this interview on your Instagram out to your fans yeah. I will share the Jamie Anderson Foundation out to and, our fans and just be, just yeah. as the last I would do that anyway <laughs> but I'm asking you please yeah. share it on Instagram as the last question to close it off because <laughs> I'll, I'll kick myself for this one 
Um, just personally from my side, you know, as a dancer, especially as a male dancer in a female dominated industry. And I kind of want to ask you this question because it's the oh, flip side. Throwing curveballs at um, you, Jane. How yeah. do you, for anybody, you know, that isn't an industry that is dominated by the opposite of what they are, or if they're the, you know, not the normative side, you know, especially like as females in entrepreneurship right now, or just growing same thing with females in snowboarding, um, boys in dance. What's your advice for those people to, I guess, excel past the status quo and, and get past that, uh, normative idea of like, this is only for this type of person. Gosh, that's a great question. I would say pretty much to just the most important thing anyone can do is believe in yourself mm -hmm. and have that own self-confidence and courage that you can and you will succeed and you can do anything. And it's crazy how powerful our thoughts are. So being really careful of if you're being negative about whichever industry you're in, like knowing that you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing and there is no, you know, the worst judgment is usually from ourselves. And one thing I like to tell myself is what other people think of me is none of my business. And then it kind of gives me yeah. more peace to like walk my path and choose to do what I want to do despite any judgment. Love so it. So yeah, stay strong. Do you. You're amazing. Like, any other any other plug before we wrap the show up? Is there any other plug or anything you'd like to say to the fans? Oh, I would just say thank you for watching and thanks for, yeah, sharing the love and talking Amazing. about real stuff. I think we all need that more. Definitely. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Love. Talk all to you best. soon. More ways to give back and spread the love. Definitely. Awesome. We'll see you later. Thank thanks, you so Jane. much. Bye, Bye guys. Love yeah. Bye. Bye.